Welcome to the Pretty Good Lately podcast. My name is Robert Garcia. And I'm Cheney Summers. That's what was that? I don't know. Christmas anxiety. I'm not going to get all my shopping done in time. <laughs> I've, I literally did some of my Christmas shopping, I think, in the summer. I'm not kidding. I've been done. Well, I've been done, right, for a long time, but due to... I have an addiction to shopping in general and spending and I'm impulsive. I just keep adding on the gifts. Yeah. So I do keep buying things, but like, you know, I thought it was settled. No. Yeah. You just keep seeing things. Mm -hmm. I have that problem where I keep just seeing things that I want, which is like, I know that's selfish, but I have a problem really giving anyone anything. (laughs) Um, But have you seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Mm-mm. I think it's about, you know, I'm sure you remember this. There were things you could only really get in the stores and there would be like fighting for yes. products and stuff. Like literally uh, yeah. fistfights. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I need to be more of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All the Way or I'm going to be single all the way because my girlfriend's going to dump my ass if I don't get her something good. I just thought of that. <laughs> Mike Birbiglia, don't put no. it in your next special. Stop. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah. We're, we're how do how should we start? I mean, we're here to talk about something really unfortunate. The passing of Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's two thumbs up. Didn't think I was smart, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hang on. On last week's episode, I uh, made a joke about um a fat phobic you will joke in regards to Ron Swanson played by Nick Offerman husband of Megan Mullally probably the only notable thing he's actually ever done and I'm holding for applause thanks mm-hmm. you're too kind <laughs> but I do realize that kind of language is not bueno as my father would say and I'm going to try to abstain from it but I still will be posting that episode on Tuesday, you might remember the joke as follows. Give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Hey, Ron Swanson, good job being fat. Thank you, but don't don't make jokes like that, guys. And that's the last time I'll make that joke. We will be posting that segment and tagging, what is his name? Ned Offerman? (laughs) How do I start? Do you want me to start the mic? I'm I'm just looking at the sound machine and I have one for Mike Birbiglia. And what a great lead into something we were subject to today. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Birbiglia. Um, we decided as comedy fans to watch a special, um, but it was everything but. <clears throat> um, I did jot down some notes, but I don't know. Is there anything you want to start off at the top with with him? How, how do you know Mike? Mike? I guess from Orange is the New Black and from Girls. And from Broad City. Nice. Yeah. Same. I'm basically known from O-I-N-T-B-T-N-B-O-T-N-I-B. Orange is the New Black on Netflix. And I watched one or two of his specials before that. Nice. To kind of be like, you know, I, I would watch stand-up comedy on Netflix on my computer. That's in cute. like 2010. Yeah, that's nice. In Boston. <laughs> um, and so I would watch people. And he was, I thought he was kind of fine. But he since kind of has morphed into my enemy. <laughs> Me too. I 
I don't know what to do. What is the name of the special again? <clears throat> um, the old man and the pool. That sounds cute. That sounds no. like. What do you mean? <laughs> I think the idea is that with Mike, Mikey, um, is that you're supposed to kind of be hanging out with him, and you're supposed to just be enjoying his funny little t- taste um, slice of life. Is there something in my mouth? No, sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm do I look up? Am I? No, because my lips feel really dry ever no, since okay. I watched that special. I think it sucked the life out of me. <laughs> I feel. Slice of life is just so funny. It's such a bad it's, term. It's such a bad term. And he's not giving that either. I don't like him. I think that might be my my problem with him is that a lot of the things I guess are supposed to be relatable, but I don't really relate to a lot of them. Not because I'm so wacky and I've had such a crazy life. I just think that they're, I don't know, corny. and I don't. I don't they are really life. corny. Yeah. Um, I wrote down some stuff down. Okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> the first thing I noticed initially was that his delivery is very sleepy. I think that's to get you on his like plane. So he's just kind of like, yeah. And I walk down the store as one does. This isn't the voice. I'll get it. But he's kind of like, and uh, and so you're supposed to kind of like, I think it kind of disarms you. I don't know. Totally. He seems like he's high, but like not in a fun way. Yeah. In a way where he just is like talking and talking and talking and like. Yeah, we want him fun like Cheech and Chong high, and he's acting more like, um, I don't know, Bill Maher, who's like, or like a, who's like a really, ang- like a Jonah Hill. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. Um, I was going to do another joke, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll end it you there. You just apologized <laughs> for being fat phobic. What was the joke? What did I say? Wait. Oh, the, my fat phobic joke for the Ron Swanson one? No, the one that you were just going to make about Jonah Hill. Oh, I mean, I was, I could, I was just going to make something about like how like the apartment building when we would, ha- he, he could have him on to explain his side of the story. Just, we don't have that much of this side and we probably don't have enough sides uh, too. I hope you really like the Thanksgiving. You're more of a, anyway, we'll cut that for the cool guys. We'll do a Patreon for all the assholes. Dad, it'll be nice to meet you. Meet ya. Um, yeah. That whole like ending it off like the, Hey y'all. Meet ya. Grew up in New York City. <laughs> hey, y'all. Speaking of Mike Birbiglia, <laughs> sleeping in his world, everyone is nice to him, which that's okay, but that's not really a real depiction of it. You know, he goes like, I'm going to my doctor, and my doctor says, hey. You don't have a conversation like that with your doctor. You're like, is everything okay with me? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. so the vitals are this, and I got to go. I'm busy. They're not shaking hands with you, and they're not doing Mark Maron's WTF two-hour interview with you. Okay? <laughs> and so, and everyone believes this. I don't buy it for a second. No, I don't either. That's you're getting good. Yeah. And the doctor says, you know, no one does cardio, and then I say, I know, I do cardio. Well, it'll be in a crane. I'm I'm asleep. Thank you. My child is asleep. Thank you so much, Mike Birbiglia. I actually found a use for you. <laughs> A hole. Because <laughs> I know you have a daughter. <clears throat> Normal story told very slow. Yeah. Recovered that. Okay. Shirt is from 15 years ago. It really is. Every time he puts out a special, his clothing is always from 10 years before the sale rack at Urban Outfitters at H&M. Actually, I'm going to have to go to like... H&M is probably accurate, right? You're right. The kind of... The kind of navy blue button-up with some kind of dot 
dotted pattern on yeah. it. <laughs> I'm fun. I'm dad at a barbecue. <laughs> Take your cues from Nanette. She goes solid colors to make yourself smaller, which anyone would do. Right? And it's like, you know, any sort of shirt pattern, unless it's like stripes, and you really have to be stylish to pull that off, is going to look dated. I think that's why comedians wear suits, a la Jerry Seinfeld from the TV show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. He's also in uh, Comedians and Cars Getting. <laughs> Coffee. Would you go on that show? No. I don't like Jerry Seinfeld. You want to go Michael Richards? Okay. Cray- I would love to take a, 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 a ride around the block with Kramer. Okay. Yeah. Our friend L put it best. I love Kramer. I hate the actor. Yeah. Um, who got away with the ticket? Our friend L. <laughs> she beat the ticket. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. Hang on. So, Mike Birbiglia. Mm-hmm. That style. He tells a part in the um, special where his apartment gets flooded, which happened. There was a big downpour here in Brooklyn. He also lives here. Um, he lives in Carroll Gardens, which is like the rich part. It's the, the Italian rich uh, neighborhood. It's basically Park Slope. I used to live there for a couple months and I saw him. He looks worse in person. Oh my God, you did? You didn't tell me this. Yeah, a couple times. Like oh with his God. daughter and stuff. He's like, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Um, I said, hey, I know a good dentist. He said, why? <laughs> I said, look, Eddie Murphy's really only one of the... You got you to be like Eddie Murphy to pull off the gap in the teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be ugly and then, you know... Anyway, whatever. So, Burbigli is rich. Um, <laughs> so, his apartment flooded mm-hmm. in the big storm here in Brooklyn. And he got an Airbnb. That's very irresponsible because that's a bad company, Okay. <laughs> nice we got him and we got him we ladies got and him gentlemen we got him you're driving the rent up in the neighborhood by um supporting this business okay he does have a he has a um a joke from the airbnb bit he goes airbnb which by the way they don't give you breakfast and then he pauses and everyone's like <sighs> and he's like <laughs> he does this thing he he holds for applause and laughter before it starts you know and then you kind of have to I don't feel like these people are obligated to. They're his fans. That's why they're doing it. But it's just Oh, corny. my God. It is so... I can't. He'll go like, and my daughter pooped her pants. And then people are like, yeah, okay. It's just... It's really bad that he's like... He is 40. Yeah, something. I think 44, yeah. Okay, he's 44. And he's making a lot of um, penis jokes in that way. Of like a mm-hmm. locker room. It's just not even jokes, though, is the thing. That's his whole thing is that he wants to talk to you about may- basically being a child. He's kind of like a big, a big child, which yeah. is like, whatever. It's creepy. But he's like, oh, and he tells you stories in this very like whimsical way where you're supposed no. to kind of like be tied in. And the thing is that he really believes himself, which is fine, I think, as a performer, sure. But it's just so cringy. I know that sounds stupid or that an overused word, but it, it truly is here. No, right? it definitely is. And I actually remember when I kind of started to fall off with him. I watched the first couple of his specials, but he tells a story of being a child and going on a date in 
an amusement park and going on like a tilt a whirl mm-hmm. with a girl mm-hmm. that he loves and it's going great and he's having a great time and they eat the funnel cake and all this stuff and then they go on the ride and he throws up. But he's like, and he's so ashamed that I think the girl leaves the car and he's like, and that was the last time he saw her. But he's like, oh, and the shame of sitting there and the throw ups on me. And people are laughing. And it's just like, this story sucks. It's gross. <laughs> funnel cake, how's being, look to the Ron Swanson joke for that one. But it's just like, <laughs> funnel cake is, as a kid, it's so good, but like, it's actually, it's gnarly. It, it is good. But that's his whole thing. Is he's like, oh, as a boy, oh, I had, I went, I went. When you go into the library, the books are they're really big. They're really <laughs> big. They could fall. On. It's just like, and it's like, what? Okay, it's good. It's can I get a dick joke or a tit joke? I'd rather a tit joke. The dick, the dick jokes are weird. Can we get a tit joke? Can we get a tit joke? I'll even take an ass. Why joke. is it, he's never said? Pussy? Has he said pussy before ever? No. And yeah. It makes him pussy. Thank you. I want one of them. Sorry. He's pussy. He's, he's pussy for not saying pussy. He's a loser for not saying pussy. <laughs> Literally. No, I mean it's not that he has to be edgy. He's just. It's. I don't think he's as classy of an act as he think quite thinks he is. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not masculine, and he's very okay with it. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to be Hulk Hogan. But the thing is, is that he kind of like is just, ooh, he's kind of schlubby. He and, is, yeah, he is. Which is fine. But he's just, he really leans into it. And the, I think the idea is that like, it's okay to be like this. And it's like, well, sure, but like, it's not everybody, please. It's, I don't like guys like this. Yeah. They're annoying. They're too nice. Yeah. I, I want them to swear at me. Yeah. Do you want, I mean, I don't want Mike Birbiglia to swear. I mean, it'd probably be the biggest joke in the world. Like, what would he even say? Hey, man. He, well, he, do you think he says man to people? Yes. Hey, man. Okay. I have to... Well, I can't say this. I have to push his daughter or something like that. <laughs> Una. Why do I know that? My, my, my partner told me that his wife is a poet. Oh, God. Maybe one of them is talented. She probably is good. Maybe she's supporting the family. It's not going to be off for that Netflix special. It might be off for that Netflix special. I don't know if it's going to be from that. Well, it could be from that Netflix special. Well, he could make a little bit of money. There are a lot of people in that theater, okay? Well, <laughs> I know you wouldn't be able to refrain. Did that sound like one of his jokes? Yeah, that was Thank good. You. No, yeah, totally. It did. I challenge you to a special off. <laughs> I just made my new one, but he wants to do another spell. I could probably do a good one. I might have to get Jack Antonoff to help me. Well, he could help you. He's friends with Taylor Swift. You were in her video. Well, okay. <laughs> Why? How hard is it? Why? I just did five minutes. Nice. <laughs> That's the cover. So can we screenshot that? Berbiglia, can I use your crew? Do you have a production company? I love you. Why the fuck was he in the Taylor Swift video? That doesn't make any Because Jack sense. Antonoff and Taylor Swift are friends, and, and Jack Antonoff and Mike Birbiglia are friends. Oh, they are? Remember? No. I showed you a video of them hanging out on YouTube. And they went, and they also, there's another video where they go to the diner, and they're hanging out, and he's like, and Jack Antonoff's like, I don't know, Mike and I are just friends. Yeah, you probably met at the Playboy Mansion in a, in a, in a pool full of gold coins, okay? You're friends because you're both celebrities. Oh, my God. And that's why Mike Birbiglia 
schlubbed onto the set of a Taylor Swift. They're like, Taylor, can I get your autograph? And they're like, sir, you can't come in here. Uh, I'm actually in the video. He doesn't look like he would be in a Taylor Swift video. That's probably why we got you for the video. What is it? Video. Is it on my face? It's my oh, I was trying to drive a little headset on my face. <laughs> I was trying to drive a bigly as little headset. <laughs> generally the weather in the kitchen is generally that's not raining. Maybe we should call a plumber. Maybe we should call a new house. I told my therapist. <laughs> We're doing therapist jokes still? I know. Isn't that ridiculous? We don't do therapist jokes. No, we do I'm therapists. <clears throat> oh, nice. Joe. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> That's really good. A podcast is all the jokes he made, first of all, let me clarify again. I just want to reiterate, they're not jokes. And they're more of, I guess, comments on... Slice of life. <sighs> but they're so over... Even though what he's discussing are things that are so over-discussed, always have been over-discussed. Mm-hmm. And he's just so fucking... I hate it. It's not boring. It's so boring. It's not... What is he offering? Nothing. I think he makes people feel safe in, in their smug life. You know, but I also was thinking his takes are like 20 years old. Maybe he found them in that shirt that he was wearing. <laughs> special. It's just like he's just like boring and dull. So like everyone likes him because he's like not threatening. Yes. That is stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's. I guess you could say he's technically alt comedy because he's, he's he all of his specials he phrases as shows. No, so he's, that he does them on Broadway. He's alt comedy. This is his attitude towards like everything he's telling is like, and then, <laughs> like you know Seriously. what I mean? Like that's his attitude the whole time. Yeah, and it's like everyone's little like. And then he does yeah, the. It's like a little Charlie Brown attitude. It is a Charlie. <laughs> Sounds like a little cloud falling around. It is the Charlie Brown attitude. Well, yeah, even serious things. Well, here's the problem, too, is that he's relatively serious most of the time. There's a light humor to everything that he says. And then he doesn't really change his tone, but he'll change his volume. And then the audience is commanded, basically, to get quiet and has to immediately get serious, basically making him seem smart. When he just did it with his, if you're lowering the volume of your voice, the audience is going to be quiet because they need to hear your ass. Also, your microphone looks like a little Slim Jim or whatever the fuck. So that's probably why they can't hear you, asshole. (laughs) And when my, he's like, and so we were walking down the street and, you know, and I got a phone call from my brother, which my brother never calls me. Maybe it's going to be good. And well, I picked up the call, even though I didn't want to pick up the call. And well, then he said, you know, by the way, he's like doing a handstand at this point because he's so physically stupid. <laughs> he's like on the floor though. And he's like, and then you know, doing a handstand is so funny. You know, dance in the hospital. What is he doing? And everyone's like, it's like realize. not even really. It's not physical comedy, <laughs> right? Because he's like, it's not physical comedy. No. But what what would you classify it as? I guess I, he's well, trying I guess to. It is. It's, no. <laughs> we have to classify it as something else. I'm not okay with that. It's something like he's like kind of trying to play off the clumsiness, but it's obviously really rehearsed. Yeah. And it's just the awkwardness of it, like Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be you're you're 
people are ongoing. The ongoing charm of it is that he's kind of regular and schlubby looking and that he's moving around and all this stuff. But like, I, I'm over that the humor of that immediately. Yeah. Know? Say something funny, asshole. <laughs> I know that's harsh. even the way he's holding the mug. The mug is fucking yeah, he, funny. It's ridiculous. He comes out with this like two tone. Um, what is it called? Uh, ceramic uh-huh. style mug. You know, he bought it in Brooklyn near my house. And, well, and so. Yeah, it's just pretentious. Bring out a Poland Spring. I want a brand on that. I want Coca-Cola water out there. Nobody comes out with maybe it's a mug of tea, you know, for his boy. You know, he's healthy. One of the edgiest things he said in the special was humps. I think it was, you know. You oh, my God. And everyone's like, oof. I think an old woman fainted. Oh, my stars. <laughs> humps sucks, okay? Leave humps. it up to Fergie. Uh, nice. Humps does suck. It's gross. It's ridiculous. And he said it a lot. Oh, you hump this and oh, you hump that. He, he does this thing where he'll say something very, like, gross. And then he'll be like, well, stick with me. But like, well, and then I saw a man rubbing his genitalia in, in his testicles. Hang on. Please don't leave the theater. <laughs> and everyone's like, <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. We're here for you all night long. One more IPA, please. Blueberry sounds great. I want a PBR at my shows. I want glass in my eye when I leave. And I want my voice to be hoarse. Fuck you, Mike. My comics, I scream at them. Jerry, thank you. That was very respectful of you not to toss me off of your show in New York City. And my next note. Okay, I feel like this all spawns from this like office type humor of like office viewers. Sorry, am I steamrolling like no. Amy Poehler in Parks and Recreation? <laughs> All the bacon. I'm going to say it. Ron Swanson might be funnier than Mark Mark Burbigley. Who's it? Mike Bur- Burbank? <laughs> Ron Swanson is funnier than Mike Burbiglia. There you go. Co-signed. Thank you. That's not what that means, but <laughs> our house is going to be a money pit. <laughs> I feel like this all spawns from this office humor, which The Office is a good show, as we talk as about. As we know. But it's like where the only, it's this type of guy in the office where it's like, or the office viewer where like the only depiction of masculinity is in a mocking way where it's like, hello, good sir. And so I went down to the office and, you know, the guy who works there is one of these masculine types. And he's like, oh, you know, it's like everything's kind of done in like a mockingly way. Why can't you just be normal if you feel that <laughs> way? It's going to be like, and yes to you. Good no, I want to be like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. This guy's from Massachusetts. It doesn't seem like it. He seems no. like he's from, yeah. It doesn't seem like it. No, you're right. That's fucking funny. No. He's a wimp. He's a baby. And he grew up in Worcester, of all places. I imagine that he grew up in the suburbs of Worcester, which are wealthy. I know someone who actually is, are from the wealthy suburbs of Worcester. His whole thing is like, <laughs> this is bad, but it'll be better. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, life's bad, it'll be better. No, it won't. If your dad dies, it won't be better. <laughs> Go to therapy. What was, oh, my favorite part, we watched, what do you think? Maybe 30 minutes, we watched 30 minutes of the yeah. special. Um, my favorite part was actually just the only time, the only time I laughed, a real one, Um was the retelling of it was something somebody else said but it was when he yes. got bullied <laughs> and i don't know how young he was but he was getting bullied while he was in school and they called him mike big head <laughs> big head Leah. i love it that's fucking funny it's great i hope it was bill burr he's from massachusetts <laughs> hey mike big head Leah. and well 
being identified with a big head. It's really true. Maybe you should stand up for yourself. Don't stand up for yourself. I don't want to keep doing this. I hate <laughs> him. Oh, my God. I was mad during the special. You Me saw too. that, right? I was mad, too. My partner says, I have something called SNL face. And... <laughs> Which is the one and only time my partner asked me to watch SNL with them. Um, it was like last year, I guess. Current, you know, current-ish SNL. I look like I want to commit murder, apparently, because I'm so angry during the whole thing. Yeah, you can't hide how you're feeling. Disgust, and I think that was today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Birbiglia has passed away. <laughs> No, I can't help it. Well, I'm, and I, <laughs> if I find something annoying, or and it, if I've seen it before, I talk through it. Yeah. So my girlfriend is like, "Just be silent. I want to watch this." So I have to, and it's really hard. I was showing her the preview, which is two minutes long, and I was like, "Really biting your you tongue? You could fry an egg on my fucking head." For real, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "Fuck you," because he's doing that whole bit where he's talking about to his doctor. Yeah, during my my face got flushed like twice during the thing. I got like red. Something on the inside was happening. I like, and you have to talk. It's so like uncomfortable, and it's just it's so terrible that you have to talk during it to ease the tension. Oh, totally. I can't. It's otherwise it's too much for me to take in. I can't take the. It's awkward and self-serving. Um, at one point during the viewing that we didn't even finish out of disgust, I called him Leibowitz Light. Because he wishes. I know. Fran Woods, who I love, would rip this fucker apart. I don't even, I don't, I don't know how. They should go head to head. I'd love it. Line for line. Dick. I'd love to. Their voices are very different. I mean, think about it. She's friends with Martin Scorsese. He's friends with Jack Antonoff. I think we know who's like the cooler one. Case closed. And Mark, Mark loves her. Marty loves her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He does. I know. <laughs> He's going nuts. <laughs> People don't know how to walk anymore in New York City. <laughs> no, it, it used to be that you'd move a little bit and that, you know, they'd move out of the way. But no, yeah, they just walk right toward you and, you know, you're supposed to move out of the way of them. And he's like dying. It's like, ugh. people don't know how to make a comedy special anymore. You know, they go up on stage and they get the little uh, the thing in the mic, you know, and they're talking about, you know, no one's really men anymore. She said that. <laughs> Except James Franco. <laughs> kind of. I don't care That's about him. so funny. That's so funny. God, I have a lot of notes in this fuck. We okay. can stop one. No, keep going. Uh, I wrote hands in pockets when he's talking about vaginas. Oh this my is, god! This is a scene where he walks into like the locker room and he's a child and he's like, uh, "I walk in, I see a hundred vaginas," and everyone's like, oh, and he's like, "Stay with me." And then I, and then I go into the men's room and I see a hundred penises, which is so much more shocking. And I'm trying to look for child penises like mine. Don't cut this out. With a couple sloppy types, you could ruin a man's career. It's awful. What about a sloppy outfit? <laughs> One thing we you pointed out, we noticed kind of together in the Brubiglia special. This is a stretch. I think it's obvious that at this point we're trying to get him canceled, right? <laughs> he multiple times slipped into gay voice. <gasps> he did. But not depicting any gay thing. And I thought, this is just my idea as a writer, fan of a writer, <laughs> Brett. I think when you slip into gay voice, it's a subtle way to make straight people laugh whether or not they know it, because it's so ingrained in our like humor to be like hey you know like no like literally totally. that's what he did like three different times i'm laughing when i just did that <laughs> thank you for holding that back like someone else when we were watching the mike Birbiglia special thank you oh my god no it's we only watched 30 minutes and i had a three count tally of the times that he did a voice that was completely 
offensive and for what? Yeah. I think that what you said is true. It's like a subconscious way to get a yeah. a laugh, but the voice itself isn't even funny. It's just kind of feminine. The femme gay voice was always employed at the end of the joke. I think when he felt like it wasn't working. Um, <laughs> the example that I have is that he was talking about, as someone from Massachusetts, he has this accent all wrong. He grew up in Worcester and he was talking about being in, in the pool in yeah. Worcester and that they... The, the old man who worked at the pool dumped a lot of chlorine. He's like, going to put a lot of chlorine in this pool, which is kind of mass. But then as it goes on, it kind of turns into gay voice. And so you kids will be all, you know, I don't even know. I can't do it. I swore I wouldn't do that as a joke. <laughs> and the audience goes wild for gay yeah. boys. I said, is this Mike Birbiglia's new special or is this American Pie with Jason Biglia? <laughs> I just thought of that. <clears throat> it's really good. Actually, you know what? Of course he has that American Pie humor. He was hanging out with Jason Biggs on the set of Orange is the New Black. <gasps> Taylor stealing, shilling all of his material. I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case, a hundred pound case, on Mike Burbingley's head and it's going to squash like a pancake. I rest in peace. <laughs> Mike Burbingley, huh? Oh, we hate him. We do. So this means I can never do a set with him. Right? <laughs> no. No. We no, I mean, like, he'll probably never, like, you know, I go on, I start going over to any fucking comedy smeller or whatever it's called. I'm hanging out at Jenny Slade and, you know. Seth Rogen. All the people that hang out, like, none of them hang out at the comedy cellar. And Eddie Murphy's back. And I'm friends with them and I'm getting a TV spot. I'm getting deals. Howard Stern's asking me about tits. And oh, my God. Dicks. And are you, someone's the deal, you gay? <laughs> Boom. This episode comes out. You know, he did say a couple of bad jokes about me. He called me a fleek. No, I didn't. And <clears throat> career's over. And then I have to go to Red Scare. And then that's, I don't know. That happened quickly. Quickly. Uh, you ruined my career, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> buddy. <sighs> buddy is nasty. It's so. I'm over him. This kind of thing, but he kind of, um. Mike Birbiglia will make his own like kind of language and then you have to kind of subscribe to it. So it kind of is an automatic joke. He'll be like, you know, and so my daughter, she's two years old, which you have to love now. Now he's such a sweet guy for having a daughter, you know, and she can't fully talk, you know, speak English. So she says, she calls me da, da poo poo. And well, so, you know, I walk upstairs every night. Da poo poo walks upstairs. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and I say, you know, da poo poo's here. And, and she says hi to poo poo. And I say, that's me. I'm to poo poo. <laughs> By the way, this is not a bit. This is just in the style. I made this up in two seconds. It's exactly It's exactly it. Oh my God. Lauren Michaels. <laughs> Sister of Lauren. Flat stomach. Give me a call. You're listening to Flat Stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Dandruff. Oh, CGI this out. The flat stomach is funny. It's okay. I don't. I have something going on too. I shampoo my hair for dandruff preemptively, and then it gives me dandruff. Do I just have oh. too too? Is my scalp too good? I think so. If there's no problem, you're creating a problem. Well, I don't know. Okay. I have dandruff trauma. <laughs> it's just, my ex boyfriend's name is Dan. His last name is Druff. What can I say? That <laughs> sucks. But it's better than I'm bigly a joke. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> A podcast is one. I also want to. I was thinking about um, my girlfriend tracked down my relatives in Queens, so I was thinking about just crashing whatever um, thing they have going on. 
That's Show them funny. my ID. Nice. I believe I'm part of the family. <laughs> mm, this is some good food. Some good shit. You make this grandma. She's an old lady. She's like, no me gusta. I'm your grandfather. Or a son. <laughs> I'm drunk. Can I get money for a ride home? <laughs> oh my God, I'm doing that to them. Do you want to come? Yes, I do. That's so funny. Please. Do we look alike? Be honest. That whole like, you know, like I like... <laughs> It's like my sister. I'm like, come here, come on. Give me a real kiss. Come on. God, this is a good idea. Is this pervy? No, it's you and your father. Yes, I am married. But what if I meet my sister and I, I'm attracted oh. to her? She looks like Salma Hayek. What am I going to do? Like Salma Hayek. Or Penelope Cruz. Uh. <laughs> right? It's like all we have. God, racist ass. Uh. Movie, company, whatever. I don't know. I did notice the Writers Guild was looking very white. <laughs> Brad Easton Ellis told a story about the Writers Guild, and it was a picture on the front page of LA Times or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was the CEO of Disney who, it was a picture of him, and he had his hands, his arms folded and sunglasses on, his hair slicked back. And then underneath, it, it was all pictures of all the writers. And he went up to his boyfriend, Todd, and he said, what do you think of this guy? And he pointed to the Disney CEO, and he said, Todd said, calm and collected. And he said, and what do you think of these guys? And he said, losers. <laughs> Just based on the picture, which I think maybe I might say the same thing. Because, you know, the strike wasn't quite, sorry, this is getting political really fast. But I feel like the strike wasn't like the, the coal miners would shit on their face. It was like you know, dudes in like uh, all birds, like Mike Birbiglia and like Ray-Bans. And, you know, I'm glad you guys got your thing going again so you can put on Orange is the New Black season 24. Which, did my audition tape get in for that? <laughs> Did you know that we know somebody that was in Orange is the New Black? Who? Because really? she looks scummy as fuck like she would be in fucking jail. Who is it? The scummiest customer we have that's a woman. Is this true? Do I know this person's name? Oh, yes. Of course I know who it, who it was. Are you going to write it down? <laughs> because this person is loco, we will not be disclosing their name. Sorry. Yes. I knew it. So I get $100. <laughs> Tacking on my Muji gift card. <sighs> that sucks. That is funny. I was podcast friends with the guy that plays the Piper's brother in Orange is the New Black. Because I worked at a coffee shop and he would go in every day. And we started talking about podcasts. Nice. And he told me about one called Up and Vanished. And he wrote it down on a piece of paper. Like true me. crime stuff? Yeah, true crime. Sorry. I like it. And um, so we're friends. And then the other woman, <laughs> the woman that plays um, uh, Piper Chapman's best friend who sleeps with Jason Berbiglia in, you know what I'm talk- who I'm talking about, in the first season. Yeah. This is the Orange is the New Black podcast. <laughs> in the first season, she, yeah, she was a regular too. And she would talk to me about things all the time. And she said to me one time, it's so weird because I only know you in the context of this coffee shop. So isn't it so weird that you can have these like really deep conversations? Like I feel like I like tell you things or and I even know things about you. Isn't it just so crazy? And I said, um, yeah, here's your cappuccino. And then the, my headshot was wrapped around the base <laughs> of it too. And so I never saw her again. <laughs> Maria Dizia. Yeah, she's hot. You think so? Yeah. Do you remember she... 
she has big titties. You see, no, you see her. T- <laughs> you see her breasts in that show. It's kind of an unexpected scene, but that show is Titty City. Let's be real. It's t- Titty City is so fucking funny. It is Titty City. It's it's actually ridiculous. So much. We're talking Natasha Leone. I've been waiting for a long time to see those. Laura Preppin. I've been waiting a long time to see those. Ew, when you were watching that 70s show, you were like, I want to see Laura Preppin's Yeah, hey, Eric, let's go on a date. Um, okay, Donna, are you going to pick me up and bring me there? Oh my God, I'm Kelso. That's Kelso. <laughs> Just like, he like falls in. He's, Kelso's a Kramer. Big and Kramer inspo, which, <gasps> you know, great character to draw from. Okay. They're going to do that 70s show reunion I heard with everybody who's not canceled. So who do we got left? <laughs> you know, like that. If they did, there would be Topher Grace, Kitty, She's Jerry's manager in Seinfeld. She's in Mila Kunis, too. no. Ashley no. Kutcher, no. No. Um, what about um, Donna's mom, who's the hot blonde? I don't remember. What about Donna's dad, who's the hot, <laughs> the hot hairy guy? I, I don't, um, I wait, don't think he's hot, but I think you think he's hot. <laughs> Bob? We should look up and see what he's done. You know he's done something. He's on right? an episode of Marin. Nice. Mark. Wow. There goes my reunion. Okay. Fuck that 70s show. Fuck Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> I don't know if they're on the same level. I mean, we just think he's lame, but you know. Yeah, Danny, loser ass, is a schmuck. Yes, we hate him more for no, the, the crimes he did. And we hate Mike Birbiglia too. Mm-hmm. Wait, God, this is such a political episode. I feel like they're, <laughs> this is like a Mike Birbiglia special. No jokes. No, I'm kidding. I'm drinking a lot of Diet Pepsi lately and nothing else. Oh my God. Welcome to Flat Stomach. You have to drink water. What? You have to drink water. Nope, I'm going no. to do in style. <laughs> You have to. God, do you think I'm so glad Joan Didion? I'm so sad that she is gone, but I'm so glad she's not alive to see that Mike Birbiglia special. <laughs> it's a pasty man. I'm just trying to prompt myself into doing. I didn't want to do an impression, but really, think about a real artist and then think about a artist. Yes, that term is reserved for <laughs> fake producers and fake comedians. Oh my god! And what the hell was none it, Brett? No. I know. I know. He basically has to as a gay man who's like 60 years old. And... Yeah. You know, I am happy about this episode. Me too. Let's go listen to my partner's review of the end of the special. Yeah, we can record it on the Zoom, right? Thanks for... Li- okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thanks for listening to Life's Been Pretty Good Lately. I'm Trini Summers. And I'm Robert Garcia. See you next week. See you around the hat. <laughs> what is it? Around the hat? <laughs> And please stay tuned for a Patreon exclusive and an interview from The Hat. My partner. Okay, bye.